Episode 58. Are you looking to score? Shoot for the goal. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. I have to tell you, every time I hear our intro music, I just I like I just start, start dancing, dancing in my seat. Know. You know, and we've been listening to it for a year now. It hasn't been not a year. It hasn't been a year. Oh, that's true. Because we, <laughs> we, t- we didn't start at the beginning here, babe. Wayne did that for us. Yeah. I just, Wayne did a great job. It did a great job with that. I just... I know. I don't I know. S- I see you always dancing I over get there. I my little my little... Groove on. It's time to podcast Groove on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Very so cool. what do we have? What happened this week? Well, we are not buried under snow. As some of you may have the opportunity Praise to listen God. to this Praise podcast God. tomorrow, Tuesday, Buried Under Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Obviously, if you're listening to this in the summertime, you're probably not buried under snow. That's true. Some of you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the date on this, this is a February 1st podcast. Yes. And the Midwest and West Coast are bra- or East Coast are bracing for a winter storm and I'm hearing reports that people will be staying home tomorrow. So some of you may get the luxury to listen to this podcast a lot earlier than, than you, you normally, normally do would. and probably in your pajamas instead of in your car. So enjoy it. Yeah, totally. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. What's happened this week? You know, I've had a lot of opportunities this week to talk about one. Just, you know, just chances or opportunities are presenting themselves where it's just coming up in conversation. And... Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's been really cool and very well received. Nice. Um, I was at a, doing one of my jewelry parties the other day, and somebody was asking what you did, and so of course I go, I, you know, I start talking about the dent dude, and I said, but that's not it. You know, he also has another website, Fit Marriage, um, which actually sprung out of a podcast that we do together and website, and they're like, you do a podcast, <laughs> you know, and of course, people that aren't familiar with podcasts, I get the initial like, what is a podcast? Sure. And then you know, once we get past you know, like it's on iTunes, you upload it, you listen to it on your iPod, hence right. podcast. Um, then I start getting all these questions about it. And, you know, well, what do you guys talk? You know, you guys talk about your marriage? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, you know, crazy enough. Um, you know, we talk about it with our girlfriends. Guys talk about it, I presume, with their male friends. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe you on the surface. They, I don't yeah. know. I, uh, I can't speak to that part of. I say the guys I talk to on a day-to-day basis when they find out about it, sure, they'll talk about it. Um, when I'm out on bike rides with the guys, sure, we'll talk about it. I, I don't know how many guys will sit around the cooler Talking and about. talk about their, their marriages. Okay. Um, I'm sure there are many of you out there who are in, in small groups, all men small groups, and mm-hmm. you feel comfortable in that setting. I hope you do. Um, I, I think it's vital that we have some other men that we can speak to and and who will speak the truth to us you know on what's happening in our marriages so it's probably something just from what i'm hearing what you're saying that women would probably tend to dig into their marriages i think women will talk to each other about it okay. i think just having been online for over a year now dealing with marriages i i notice there are many men out there who are constantly seeking okay. for for information and I think it's great. I, I just don't know if they go beyond seeking and talking to other men about it. Okay. 
Okay. You, you know, in just sense. just in my different relationships. Yeah, just even in my circles, guys that know I talk about this a lot don't want to talk about it. So. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting because, like I said, I was at this jewelry party and talking to a couple of gals and telling them about this. And so, of course, I get the inevitable question: What do you guys talk about? And okay, after you get past sex, because um, that's obviously a big thing. <laughs> that's obviously the big um, thing. Yeah, I started talking about how, you know, we talk about rejection in the bedroom and we talk about relationships and we talk about, you know, the problems with Facebook. And I said, pretty much if it happens in a marriage, we either have covered it or will cover it or somebody will bring it up to us and we'll use it as material for a future podcast. And so funny, I'm talking to these two gals and I mentioned rejection and I start going into my laundry list of ways that I used to reject Tony, you know. Those of you that have listened to the episode on rejection, it's, you know, suddenly tonight you have to floss every tooth in your mouth. And one more chapter turns into finishing off the book until he's snoring. And maybe you just don't go to bed when he goes to bed. And as a side note, I do have to say, so we're recording this on Monday night, Sunday night. And I, I have to, because Tony will probably bring this up if I don't bring it up first. Sunday night. I, I was just going to bring up that I feel that our sex life is lackluster at best lately. It, it, yeah. And that's just been me. I've been kind of in a funk. That, that's me. I, I'm, I'm owning that, but I, I well, have, well, that's great that you're owning it. And, and I'm, I'm very appreciative that you're saying that. So can we turn that owning it into mo- maybe more, um, changing it up, just more of something happening in the bedroom. I, I think it's been lackluster the last, handful of times i would say okay and then the other night try to change it up and then i got reprimanded while we were in bed and then afterwards it was sort uh, okay, of like, whoa, 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 whoa. and then afterwards it was sort of like well that was a little much but you didn't tell me anything so i didn't know so then i felt bad that was friday mm-hmm. night and then no no what night was that was that saturday i'm trying to, that figure, was out, I'm trying to figure out where the reprimand came in Mm. Was that the same night? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about two different nights. No. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm getting confused on all the nights here. So, so this is what happens when you have sex pretty regularly. The nights sometimes. What? You know. No, no, no. We've been, okay. can, we've can been I apologize? off on our nights Can as I well. apologize for Sunday? Okay. Yeah. So Friday. So wait, I know. So well, I was going to go back and apologize for Friday. I, I, I've got okay. all kinds of apologies coming out of this podcast and we're only like five minutes into it. I don't even think we're five <laughs> minutes in yet, babe. Okay, so oh, yes, we are. All right. We're six <laughs> minutes in. I, I'm just saying, I, I think it's been, it's just been lackluster. I mean, there's no, um, I, I mean, it, it, it's damn hard right now to like get you excited. And I'm a little frustrated. I had to pray today. I told you. I, that. I understand that. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell's going on? Because I'm sort of going, okay, kids aren't here. We're doing it in the morning. It's sort of fun. Yeah. Um, I just, I couldn't, I had. I, I've had I trouble. I know. I'm. I know you understand. They have no idea. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you remember Elisa. a few weeks ago when Ron told you to stop interrupting me? Yeah, Elisa is doing the. I got all this stuff going on, and she's going down her to do list, and I'm at the end of that list. And so when she finally can shut everything else off, then I finally am able to get in there. And that's figuratively what, and. <laughs> <laughs> nice choice of words. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've just I've had problems shutting off the I, brain. I understand that. Well, apparently you don't because it's bugging you. Yes, it is. I, so, I understand uh, it, but it's bugging me. Okay. I, I can understand what's happening, but I also 
can say that it's bugging me. Can I not? Yeah. Oh, okay. abs- absolutely. Uh, and, I'm just and saying I there was, are plenty you know, of things going on. Incredibly conscious and, of it, and to the point where this morning I was like, okay, God, need a little intervention here because I'm having trouble getting those brain waves. Just I need to an be. intervention in my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anybody else see that one coming? <laughs> I'm messing. That's kind of what we're. No, you're not messing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have said it. Um, so anyhow, last night, what I was going to apologize for Tony, I was on the computer wrapping up some stuff for month end with Leah Sophia mm-hmm. and his brother had sent me an email cause we're trying to figure out Christmas and Tony's like, I'm going to bed. And I didn't think anything of it. You well, said I, I'm going I, to bed. Right. And, and I was and just like, I presume okay. because you're on the computer, once you were off the computer, you were coming to bed. Okay. Okay. Can we just back up to that word that you used there? presume like you didn't say are well you, you didn't say you're going to get on the phone either for however long i don't know it was more than half an hour 30, Honey, 36 re- minutes dude you want to check my call log i looked when i got off the phone there's no way okay uh, then you must I'll have been on your you must have been on your computer longer because i read for 30 minutes there's well, okay. no way i was snoring and out in six minutes have you ever seen yourself get fall asleep? out of here i looked it was 30 we'll get find my out. phone all right we'll find your phone Anyhow, so I walk into the bedroom. Tony's asleep, but he's got the candles on, which of course means it's boogie night. And it's boogie night. <laughs> boogie night. Time to get our groove uh, on. Nice. And uh, so I wake him up and I'm like, do you want me to wake you up or do you want me to let you sleep? And you're like, uh, and I'm like, okay. That I think tells me you want to go to sleep. I asked. No, I, I, I told, okay. I, I didn't so say, I, I don't know. I was just like, no, I don't want it. At that point in time, I was, I was, I had no desire whatsoever. I, I totally I mean, understand. I, I couldn't even guard myself up for the occasion. I was like, I'm, I'm sleeping and mm-hmm. I'm going to go to sleep and okay. I, I'm just not into this. Yeah. I, I hear you. I just, okay. I had no clue. Uh-huh. When you say you're going to bed, there was no code word there. Like any of our code words. Or okay, maybe I was trying to just surprise you. My bad. No. Next no. time I'll make sure to do code words. And well, I mean, sometimes you usually... Send a oh, flare you, up in the air. And <laughs> well, and that's the funny thing about having the candles is we have scented candles in our room and I couldn't even smell them because you had the door closed. <laughs> so I didn't even know until I opened the door and of course they've been burning for half an hour or however long. L- luckily nothing caught on fire while I was sleeping for, yeah, the, yeah. All, for all six minutes. <laughs> I'm going to find my phone. Anyway. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I, I was reading. I felt bad. I understand you felt bad. I, I'm, I, just, I, 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 I don't know. think that that's not just the one time. I, I, I'm, no. I'm just saying it's been lackluster for the last handful of times at okay. least, which, which is equates to about two and a half weeks. <laughs> that's <laughs> the other thing when you have sex frequently, that handful of times can get very concentrated. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I feel there is no, um, the, the, there's no even even in the times when you feel like you're there, you're not there. I don't feel that there's any desire or passion on your side. Everything is having to come off of me again. Mm-hmm. And even though you are initiating, it's still the same. It's becoming again that routine, same thing. And even though the rejection is not there or anything of that nature the sort of the same place, the same time, the same thing. Um, it, it's, it 
gets frustrating on my part because it feels like I have to do everything, even though you initiate, I'm still having to sort of like, okay, Elisa, try, do you want to, it, it just gets old. It just, it maybe some of you can relate. Maybe some of you can't. Um, it, it's just, it, it's getting old. Fair enough. You were in a funk a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. We go in funks. It happens. When was I in a funk? I'm sure we can find the podcast where you said on air you were in a funk. Like one time. Funk is not a one time thing. Funk is an extended period of time. I don't think I've I've said that. Some of our avid listeners will probably even be able to find the episode faster than I could. Yes. For those of you who do listen to us and if i've said that please bring it to my attention but i doubt it oh i know i sat across from you on a microphone and you said uh, you're in a funk uh maybe some other funk and it led to a sexual funk it happens okay it happens it's not permanent <laughs> okay <laughs> smacking of the lips <laughs> whatever you say there babe that doesn't sound very convincing no Okay. I I think there are other areas that we need to start stepping up to play and we're not doing it. I, okay. I, I feel that there's a lot going on in our lives and we're not doing a very good job taking everything into account. Such as? Well, I just think last night we went to that real marriage, real talks at our church and I thought it was very, it was very good conversation and we were talking about resolutions and... I just think there are a couple of things that we put out there for ourselves, like praying together or doing a devotional together and just not doing them. I mean, we, we started up and then we, we fall away. And I think having that foundation again, back in God, which I think we've sort of gone away from here in the recent months, I think that's causing some disconnect because we're not finding any time other than our date nights to really connect with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a great time, but that's once a month for four hours. And there goes Elisa's text phone dealy. Hold on, let me just turn this down. <laughs> turn it off. Oh, hold on, hold on. That, I, I know. I and I love when you leave that thing on and then we're in bed and it goes off or your darn phone goes off. I, I don't ever turn my phone off. Well, why not? Because I don't. I just leave it on. At night? Yeah, I just leave it on. Okay. I, I just don't ever turn my phone off. Okay. So I, I'm just saying, I think that's something we need to address. I, I know we're we're looking at simplifying stuff in our lives, but I, I think we're getting busy and we're not taking that into account. Okay. You know? Yeah. I, you're giving me the look. I'm not giving I, you the I, look. You know, there are times when there I There are like wish... long pauses in this podcast already. There are, well... You know, because this obviously has taken a detour from where I thought it was going to go, um, which if you've listened for more than one episode, um, you know, that happens on a regular basis. It's just every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I think we're going to go this way. And, you know, in fact, I was at a very brief mom's night out tonight. Once again, having another opportunity where, you know, of course, I'm like, oh, I can't stay very long because we're podcasting. So I have to explain what we're doing. And, um, yeah, they're like, well, where do you get your material? And I said, well, you know, pretty much, you know, whatever goes on in our life during the week. I said, you know, it's amazing how much of life actually relates, you know, back to marriage or reflects on your marriage or, you know, whatnot. And 
So as I'm leaving, I'm like, anything you girls want me to talk about tonight? <laughs> nice. So, well, you know, people are there and there's material. And so the one thing, uh, you know, before we dig deep into, you know, back into us and into uh, the topics for tonight, but uh, they did want to address the mm. subject of how their husbands dress. And mm, what a well, just the fact that that the guys aren't paying attention to how they dress. Mm-hmm. You know, one gal, Tilly sounded like you a couple of years ago. One gal was talking about her husband and she's like, you know, I said something about how you never used to wear pants <laughs> or if you did, it was the same pair of jeans that you'd had for 10 years. Yep. And uh, the one gal's like, oh my gosh, that's my husband. I mean, he just doesn't care. And I said, yeah, been there, done that. And I said, you know, the funny thing was, is that I forget what episode it is about our whole clothing and stuff, but you know, I started watching what not to wear. And then I got the book and, you know, was like, Tony, you got to take a look at this. There's a whole section on guys at the back. We can figure out what's going to look good on you. And, and, you know, talking about going to Kohl's and just finding, you know, finding a nice pair of jeans and a button down shirt. And they're like, that would be great mm-hmm. if he would do that. And one of the gals said, yeah, it's kind of like going out and suddenly you have a trophy husband. And I said, that's not a bad way to think about it. Right. Because all of a sudden it's like, you know what? He does look good. You know, I look good. He looks good. We kind of look like a great couple. So this is a special little. Plug. Is that for another podcast? Well, it will be, but I, I think just, it is. you know, when we can talk about that a little bit more in detail, because obviously it was kind of a transformation thing for you and a, and a process. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a, I'm going to go from wearing my 10 year old clothes to wearing brand new clothes and getting dressed up when we go out on date night or if we're just, you know, going over to a friend's house, I'm not going to wear well, you don't even, I don't even think you own any like cruddy jeans anymore. I mean, you mm. might have one pair for work, but, and they're not even cruddy. They're just, no. yeah, I, got, I have some work jeans, but no, I have my nice jeans to go out in. Yeah. yeah. I, and we talk about that in Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. Chapter is called Dress It Up. And it talks about, you know, guys and gals taking that opportunity to look good when you're going out. You know, and, and it talks about my transformation for sure and how that had a, a big impact on just me and my confidence when I was going out to events and and that for Elisa when she was going out with me, going, Wow, this is my husband who's I coming know. out. So, so we'll you, talk about that more in detail. But Yeah, and if you're interested in the book, you can always go down to uh one extraordinary dot com, hit the store and you can find our book there, stripped down, thirteen keys unlocking intimacy. So yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but those mm-hmm. gals may be listening for the first time this week. And I just want them to know that I do um, take to heart what people suggest. And you guys know that if there's anything that you do want us to talk about, um, feel free to give us a call 858-876-5663. Or you can email me directly at askalisa at one extraordinary marriage.com. And or ask Tony. Tony. <laughs> ask Tony at one extraordinary marriage.com. Yeah. Um, you know, we did get an, actually not an email, but it was a post up on the website this week in response to last week, last week's episode. And that came from Trish. And uh, here's what she had to say. She said, one thing I heard you guys mention briefly that I want to comment on is the topic of opposite sex friends. When my husband and I got serious, this was something we talked about and agreed upon right away. His previous wife had been unfaithful in their marriage, and though I was faithful in my previous marriage, I had been constantly accused of cheating because I had male friends. The rule we made was that we do not hang out with friends of the opposite sex unless our spouse is with us, and it's a group thing. 
We recently had a friend who mentioned his fiance was going over to her male friend's houses and would deliberately plan it so that he couldn't go along. He was obviously suspicious and my husband told him that it was unacceptable and advised him to talk to her about it. No shock that they are no longer together. The point is, situations like that not only create opportunities for temptation and infidelity on one side, but it also creates jealousy and suspicion on the other side. It's a no-win situation. I know that wasn't really what the podcast was about, but it perked my ears up and I couldn't resist putting in my two cents. And I just have to mm-hmm. say thank you, mm-hmm. Trish, for putting in your two cents because it's those comments, one that so many other people relate to. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, we uh, Facebook and opposite sex friends and setting those boundaries, these are all things that you guys will hear us talk about in different um different ways, different contexts. Thank you. Um, because we do get messages about them and, and, you know, it seems to kind of, you know, it'll be quiet for a little while and then, you know, we'll have the topic of opposite sex friends. Mm -hmm. You know, it just seems like whether it's a conversation we're having with somebody or seeing your post on the website or somebody will post something up on the Facebook fan page. Um, you know, we get these topics where all of a sudden it's like, you know, we need to talk about this again. Right. You know, we need to talk about Facebook and, you know, setting those boundaries with, are you friending your exes? You know, do you have rules about that in your marriage? Those right. types of things. So, um, and then Trish just goes on to say, thank you yet again for another great podcast. I can't tell you enough how much it has meant to me to be a part of the one community and how many times you say just the right thing to motivate me to try something new or communicate with my husband so that we can continue to strengthen and improve our marriage. There's definitely a lack of that in society, it seems, and having someone care enough to put themselves out there and share their experiences in hopes of helping someone else really makes an impact. So thank you, Trish. Trish, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to post that comment up on the fan page or on the website. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it is. It is a big thing and um, it, it should be it should be looked at all the time. I think one thing that Trish brought up for me is, you know, that sense of jealousy that starts to happen on the other spouse's side. And, uh, if that is going on, man, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're walking down a bad road. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just are, you've given complete disregard to your spouse. And one of the things I can bring up, and I've had this conversation with many a men is, well, there's, you know, at home it's this and it's that. And, oh, look how, look how beautiful it is over here. And she's all this and she's all that. And, and I'm sorry to say, but I tell them straight up, the grass is always greener. And, and, you know, go go live with her for the next three or five years and tell me what it's like. You know, if you think your marriage is a mess now, don't think by just jumping out of it and going somewhere else, it's going to be better. You know, cause you're still a part of that marriage and, and you're part of the problem in your marriage if something's going on right now too. Mm-hmm. So you're better off working on what you got now because it's probably a pretty darn good thing unless obviously spousal abuse, verbal abuse. I mean, we're talking some big stuff there. Obviously if that's going on, you've heard us many a time seek counseling, professional counseling, mm-hmm. or you, you may need to get away, right. but if we're just talking that you're working a lot, your wife isn't dressing up, the kids are a little rambunctious, you're tired, your sex life sucks, well, welcome to what marriage is about sometimes. 
because that's what it is. Uh, I'm sorry to say, and I'm sorry to burst some of your bubbles, but it isn't this thing that we have on our wedding day for the the next 20, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a pretty shitty week for me. I just feel that it's, it's been sort of crummy at times. And I'm not going to walk away from my spouse because of that. We'll talk about it. We're discussing it, obviously. And it will turn around. Just as Elisa said, we, we go through funks. So, um, you know, that's what it's about. You know, you work through it sometimes or many a times, you you know, you find ways you talk through it. I mean, the reality is, is that none of us are perfect. You've got two imperfect people sharing close quarters and you know, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, you ride those waves and sometimes you're on the upside and you're kind of, I was talking to a gal last night at this marriage talk and she's like, you know, things are really good right now, but I, you know, it's been a while and I'm kind of waiting for, waiting for that shoe to drop, you know, looking over my shoulder going, okay, what's going to happen? And then, you know, I talked to other girlfriends who are like, you know, marriage stinks right now. You know, they're just, they're in a, in a valley and you know, it, it makes all the difference on what you choose to do when you're in that valley, mm-hmm. you know, and to hear Tony say this has been a lousy week, but he's not going anywhere. You know, I can sit here across the mics from him and hear him say that. And I'm not worried about the fact that when we get off the air, he's packing up his stuff and handing out the door. Right. Uh, th- that's, that's not happening. So I, I have the trust. I mean, don't get me all wrong. I mean, there's been good times this week. It's just the, the sexual part's been, what we talk about a lot here on the, on the one podcast is, is mainly that intimacy in sexual and physical. And as I say, because the financial intimacy is on track. Yes, my, yeah. No, no, no. I, I understand okay, it's that. Not, but it's I, not all of it. It's the sexual intimacy right. that's been off it's Just this just, morning was left has left a sour taste in my mouth. Okay. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're <laughs> being specific because I'm like, wow, the whole week's been that bad. I mean, Friday night we went out and hung out with some, uh, some cycling guys. We did a tweet up on Friday. Oh, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. That and was our uh, second date night of the month. So it yeah. was okay that we were sharing it with yeah. a but group it, of but, cyclists. Yeah. And, and many of us know us through our podcast. So it's always fun to see them face to face when they're talking to us about our podcast. So that was fun. But you were fun. We had a great time. Yeah. You were social. You didn't mind being out there with. Did I do okay? Because I mean, th- that's kind of one of those situations where. No, I mean. I would have tended, to, you know, but a few I years even, ago, I right. would have been like. Yeah. yeah, but there are, there are a number of, other, number of other women there. Well, and the funny thing was, is that there were like 10 of us in our group maybe more by the time more. the whole group was said and all they had was like a big booth that they, they put a table on the end of. So it was, so you've got all of these people smushed. And so anytime somebody had to go to the bathroom, like I was on all the way on the inside on one end or on one side of the table. And then the other side, it seemed like anytime somebody had to go to the bathroom or if they wanted to do something, it was musical chairs. So I just kept getting somebody new to talk to. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of funny. Um, but there were only like two or three women there, maybe four because yeah, the other two sat at that other table. Um, yeah, for those of you who are cyclists out there, check out Cycle Films. Yeah, Marcus with Marcus really cool. does some really cool stuff. So yeah, just I mean, and it's so funny because but the, these the, are the all one comment you you made to me though that was funny that night because there's Marcus who's <laughs> German, James is English. Yes. Uh, Cameron Scottish. Scottish. You you came out of there and you're just like, 
Oh, I just love their accents. Okay, come on, ladies. <laughs> Seriously, you can understand what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm sitting across the table. I was just going like, table. wow, should I get an accent here no, or what? I mean, it was should just... I add that into the bedroom? Is that going to make something happen for me? <laughs> you know, you just hear it different. You know, it's just a different sound. And yeah, I was like, wow. Well, I can give you a different sound if you give me something more in the bedroom. <laughs> I've a- I ask you these questions. If you respond to me while we're in bed, maybe I would know. <laughs> Quite honestly, I think if you started trying to do an accent in the bedroom, you would I would start laughing. I would start laughing. Yes, I know. Let's you be would. honest. I know you would. Be- but they were funny. You know, so here are well, all these like 20 something cyclists who, you know, they're like all of, you know, probably three inches around. They're just no. like toothpicks. Oh, come on. Cameron's like this big. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's like a beanpole. Yeah, well, they, they, they yeah. cycle all well, the time. Well, Cameron's been out here for two and a half weeks on vacation and he's yeah, been he riding every day. Amazing touring company out of England. And mm-hmm. um, they yeah. do these like luxury cycling yeah. tours. I'm, They're doing four I'm and thinking, five star. Holy cow. We need to go on one of his tours because, wow, that just sounds amazing. And maybe we should hook him, <laughs> hook him up for fit marriage and do a review and maybe he'll hook us up. Yeah. And then James, who rides for team type one. The development team, yes, he has type 1 diabetes, and he's a racer, and he's on the development team. And he is just like the most irreverent guy. He is just hysterical yeah, to listen to, just, you know, tells you life just the way it is, and just... Well, and again, they're 20-something, 20-something no girlfriends, no nothing. Yeah, and it's so funny, because Marcus, who is with Cycle Film... Um, Was it Cycle Film, or hold on? Uh, you double check. Cycle, yeah, C-Y-C-L-E film.com. So he, you know, he's talking about how his body works on like this whole different clock, like 28 hour days. So he can, you know, literally starts his creative processes at like nine or 10 at night and then we'll go 12 hours and then crash Uh, for, I don't know, something crazy. And Tony's like, yeah, you definitely don't have a wife and kids. Um, you know, and so it was just, it was just fun and it was very outside of my comfort zone to go and sit with all these cyclists because Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. You have over the years. Cycle. No. Oh, you don't cycle, but sitting with them, I'm saying. Yeah, but, but to volunteer, like sometimes I end up in those situations because you haven't exactly told me it's going to be a cycle thing. And I'm like, eh, okay. But this time I knew and it was mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. They were really, you know, and like I said, it was musical chairs on the other side of the table. So I kept getting new people to talk to and mm-hmm. um, good time. But yeah, I did. I'm glad to hear I did okay on that because I know sometimes I can be kind of a stick in the mud and... You don't really appreciate my behavior when we're when I'm sitting there, and yeah. Mm-mm. So I'm glad that went okay for you. That was that good. was a, that was a fun evening. Okay, so that was a highlight of his week. That was one of the good things. <laughs> I gotta find the good things. Yeah. No, I I hear you. Okay. I hear you. So um, let's talk about our topic tonight. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. All right. Unless you have anything else you wanna any other good things that happened this week since you no. told them all the bad things. Okay. No, I think we're good. We're going to meet some friends of our podcast. The Manskis are going to, they're here in town and we're going to have dinner with them on Thursday night. So uh, really looking forward to meeting them. Ron has been a big fan of the show since the early days. Yeah, very early days. I'd say probably 10 episodes in maybe less. So it's going to be fun to actually meet some some folks and we're going to have them over and their kids. So that's fun. Yeah. It's coming up. They have a little girl, our little girl's age and same name. No, younger. No. Oh, she's couple younger? A couple years younger. Oh, I thought she was the same age. A mm, couple years younger. Oh, it's your other friends that have an Abby, the same age. I know. All of a sudden, Abigail, Abby is like the is most popular name. Popular name. But um, yeah, so that's that's exciting. And then we've got family stuff this weekend. 
Yeah. Going up to Carol's and the kids are all excited about that. Seeing Carol and Leo the cat. Abby's doing all <laughs> kinds of artwork for Leo the cat. And yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's it. Right. So, um, big thing that happened for us this week and it very much ties into tonight's topic. Are you looking to score? Um, you gotta shoot for the goal is that Tuesday night, Alex comes home and he is just like lit up, On excited. Fire. Just, yeah. you know, he comes in, he's like, mom, mom, I want to play soccer. I'm like, you've never said you wanted to play soccer ever, ever. Where, where is this coming from? He's like, can you find out if I can play soccer? Can I do it? Like he's spilling over his words. He's stumbling over them because he's so excited about the idea of playing soccer. I'm thinking, where in the world is this coming from? Right. Well, fortunately for us, there is a soccer park all of four minutes from our house. And so I get on their website and said, you know, let me, let me look into this. Let me do some research. And of course they have a league that starts tonight, January 31st. And so I start looking at the costs and saying, you know what, Alex, I got to see if we still have money in the budget. Cause those of you that have listened since the end of the year know that I overspent in January. So or overspent in December. Well, we were, we, we, we've overspent the all last year. We've right. Overspent. But what I'm, but what I'm saying is it, it came to the head in January was we were looking at our January right. budget. And so we had really tightened that up. And right. I told Alex, I said, I, I got to make sure we got the money for this. Because the league doesn't start on February 1st. Mm-hmm. It starts on January 31st. And so we need to register you. We need to get your gear, blah, blah, blah. Well, lo and behold, through God's provision, there was enough money. Praise God, yes. In the budget to pull this all together with four days left in the month. So we. And I want to say Alex was very willing to take his own money to make it work out if we couldn't pull it all together. His little bit of money, but yes. His little bit of money, right. And I just want to say for folks, (laughs) I don't want to give you guys the impression that Elisa and I are are flat broke. Um, We're okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, We we have been very wise over the years in putting money away in certain accounts. Um, But we don't look at those. Those aren't for our taking and our whim whenever we so choose. Um, most of them are out of sight, out of mind. We, we don't even, honestly, I don't even remember they're there until I get an email from somebody going, Hey Tony, you know, or my advisor you get a statement or yes. Yeah. Or my up. advisor says something. So I just want you guys to know that, <laughs> but we, we live in a way that just goes, Hey, this is our budget. This is what we got this month. And, we're trying more and more to stick to it instead of the, oh, well, there is some money over there we can use and this can go over here. I mean, we were having a problem last year. Just there, we had an emergency fund that was attached to our checking, account. our checking accounts and something would come up and we're like, oh, well, we got some money there. Let's pull from that account. Mm-hmm. And what we ended up doing on recommendation from our good friend, Derek Sisterhen at mm-hmm. Past New Radio or Get Naked. Um, that's his book, his book, get naked book.com. He mentioned getting an ing account, uh, at ing.com. I think it is. Something. I'll look it up. Yeah. The orange dealy. But he said, you know, get one over there. Cause again, it's out of sight, out of mind. And, and that has been one of the best things we've done in this last three, four months. We, we took our emergency fund and just put it over there. Well, we left a little bit still attached right. to the just, checking account. Just, so that's, that's immediate liquid. That's the car breaks down and right. oh my gosh, we need to. Um, cause it would take just a little bit longer to transfer those funds out of our ink account. 
Um, and, but we moved the bulk of our emergency fund over to Ing and all of right. a sudden we're doing a transfer last week. And Tony's like, how much do we have in that account? And it had just grown because we've just been funneling money over mm-hmm. there. And he's right. We are not in a crisis situation, but we're also from a teaching standpoint, wanting to share with our children that if it's not in the budget and it's going to dramatically push us over the budget, then it's not going to happen. Right. And so what happened with Alex was, you know, we took, we looked at this money and I told him because he's been wanting to go to Legoland and we had talked about doing the kids have another break here coming up in February. And I had said, you know what, if we choose to spend this money on your soccer there will not be that money available to go to Legoland in February. In February, which we were planning on doing. That's pretty. You're pretty close to the same amount um, that we would have spent. And I said, so you need to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're Dad and I are fine either way, but you have to make a choice, and you can't come back to us in February and say, "Well, I want to go to Legoland now." He's like, "No, nope, I want to play soccer." So we got them all signed up for soccer, and we, I mean. Tony takes him to get his cleats on Thursday. He wore his cleats from 7.30 in the morning when he came out of his bedroom Friday morning till I think probably 6 o'clock that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went to the grocery store. We went to the park. We went to, you know, here and there. He is not taking the cleats off. No, he's not. He, he probably slept in them and we just don't know it. But, you know, I, it, he, he at least took them off before we saw him go to bed. Um, but so he has this amazing passion that has all of a sudden kicked in for soccer. And so, you know, we find out on Saturday, we get the phone call, the voicemail, what his team's going to be when the first game is, and the first game's tonight. And we go, and I'm watching this eight-year-old who, by choice... Well, I think that I think we need a backup because we had to buy cleats, we had to buy socks, we had to buy shin guards, uh-huh. and we had to buy socks. Did I say socks? Socks, shin guards, ball. the ball. And so Alex was very conscious of what we had Mm-hmm. And I had to go take him to go buy socks and cleats. Shoes, yeah. And, you know, we picked up some socks and he's like, well, how much are those dad? I'm like, uh, I think they're six. I go, oh, they're 16 bucks. He goes, $16. I got to have money for my cleats. I'm like, well, okay, let's look around and see what we find. And we ended up finding a pair for seven. He's like, okay, well, that's better. And then I picked up another pair and I'm like, well, hey, Alex, these are 10 and they, you know, they look like they're a little bit better. He's like, well, there's only $3 more, but you know, $6 less than those other ones. Yeah, let's just get those. And, and he made a wise choice. We went and looked at the cleats. There's a number of them. And, uh, you know, he just, he found a pair that were within our budget range, actually a little less. And, you know, he tried them on loved them and i was just like okay if you love them and you you want to get them let's get them mm-hmm. and so I, I i was very very happy to go out with him that day and and um be a part of that that's awesome you hadn't told me about that and so. um you know at, at age eight alex is very aware of money and we have no problems telling our kids if there's not enough money to do something I know for some people that's too much transparency for your kids, but the reality is, is that they will not be able to have everything they want in life all the time. So you might as well start telling them that they can't have everything they want when they're little Mm -hmm. so that when they're 20 and somebody tells them, you know what, you're not going to get that job out of college making $50,000 a year. It's not a shock to their system. Right. You know, for some people, that's the first time they hear no. 
And in my mind, that's a disservice to your kids because my son is learning that, you know, I have to budget for things. And if I make a choice today, it might impact something I want to do in the future, but I have to Mm -hmm. make a choice. And not that that's a bad choice. It's just my choices have consequences. And that's, that's a very value. Those of you with kids that listen to us, you cannot start that lesson too early. That the world operates on a budget. Granted, sometimes it seems like our governments don't, but the rest of us have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to live on a budget. Even if you have lots of money, you still have to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're charged with being good stewards of our money. So why not start that when they're little? Right. You know, so that was, that's been a really um, good thing to see with Alex over the last few days, just the decisions he's made and how he's been evaluating. And we found a lot of the gear we looked the first night and kind of priced it out and then started finding ways and places where we could get it for less money Mm -hmm. and just seeing his excitement over, Oh, that's good. That'll be less. And you know, making that happen. Right. Um, So we're at this game tonight and Alex is a little, you know, when he first, and he's been like this since he was little brand new situations. He's a little timid. Oh yeah. And he gets a little goofy when he's just you know uncertain about what he's supposed to do. Once he knows what he's supposed to do, he's fine. He's right in the mix, but he was like, he didn't want to quite go on to the field. And he, you know, cause there was only one other kid with his color uniform shirt on. And Oh, I know. It was, it, I was he like, gets all squirrely. We were right there. <laughs> we're watching him, but he, he didn't want to go on. Right. I mean, so just... finally the coach shows up and the, the kids start playing and I'm watching these kids, you know, it's four on four in this like little, is it considered an indoor I mean, we were outside, but is that considered indoor soccer? But sure. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it had boards and everything. It's I mean, I, little, I, I would say it's indoor okay. in my, in my I mean, opinion. It's probably just outside because it's San Diego and they can do, you know, yeah. it's not enclosed. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it had walls and everything. So it was just coming off the walls. Actually, I liked it more for these, for this age group because the action is just a lot faster and a lot more fun. I think even for them because they're not having to go run so far and it's out of bounds and they got to throw it in. So yeah, it's indoor. Okay. Okay. We'll call it indoor. Um, but there were so many similarities in my mind between that game tonight and marriage and relationships. That's kind of where I went with that whole, you know, you're looking to score. Um, first, but I want to say though too, where are you going to tell him how many he scored? Cause okay. I, just, I just want to tell that. Okay. Cause he, did. you you do it. Cause this is, I can, he, I can see your pride just welling up as you like even interrupt he, me here. He, he did awesome. I, I got to say for a kid who's not played soccer in like a team sport way ever. Well, I mean, like he we, plays at school, but not yeah, organized. But I mean, this kid went after it and he ended up doing a hat trick. So he scored three goals. Uh, it was a losing effort on their part, but you know what? It doesn't matter because it's all about having a good time out there. And it was just really cool to see him. Um, get really excited uh-huh. and you know out there and just pushing the ball and, and working as a teammate as well i mean he was he was making sure when he was um at goal or he was forward he was making sure he was passing it around and everything so it was I'm, fun i'm surprised you're not saying three plus one because he did well, I, I was gonna say he should have had one more goal because he kicked it right from the center and it went over, over everybody's head and scored but they don't count that as a goal yeah. don't know why but could so have we been the tying by, goal. So we lose by one point and they don't count that goal. But the coach did acknowledge that he had a hat trick and that you was know, cool. for, for the, his first time. Yep. Um, we were we were a little proud. We were excited for We were a little proud. But one of the things I noticed, and, and this pertains very much to marriage, is for Alex, some things were just intuitive. 
I mean, he, you know, the ball came at him one time and he just does this, this chest block on the ball. And there was another time that, yes, he got called for tripping um, another player, but he, it was such a natural move Mm -hmm. for him. I mean, so much of what I saw him do, he's obviously never been coached on it. Other than our indoor soccer and our indoor football that we play here. In our, you know, 17 by 10 living room, but can learn a lot in 17 by 10. Apparently, because some of, I mean, I was, I was really kind of surprised. In fact, some of the moms are like, he's never played before. Um, which as a mom receiving that compliment, you know, a little bit of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and that's how some things are in our marriage. I mean, some things we just do well because we've had models show us, you know, we've had other role models, you know, couple, whether it's our parents or other couples that we know kind of, um, marriage mentors mm-hmm. that have shown us there are lots of things that are just intuitive that we do. You know, maybe it's the way you take care of the house or maybe it's the way that you, that you cook for your spouse or that you serve your spouse or you, you know, whatever it is, you have traits that are intuitive that come to play every day in your marriage. Why are you typing? Uh, I'm sorry. Cause I'm trying to get some stuff done. Is it related to this podcast? No. Okay. I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share with everybody what it relates to? No, it's just taxes I'm dealing with. Oh, okay. Well, for a dent dude. Can it wait like another 20 minutes? Yes, it can. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I get yelled at when I'm typing in the middle of a podcast or looking at something else, <laughs> and you're just, <laughs> and they can probably all hear it because I can hear it. In well, the... I'm listening to you. Oh, but you're doing something else. Yeah. Okay. Let me get back to our page here. Get off. Because this was kind of like me in the bedroom this morning doing something else and not really being with you. Just, just letting you know. Uh, I I got you. Okay, good. Glad we're there. <laughs> Which leads me to my next point: that sometimes it feels like you're just playing by yourself. <laughs> Where you know you'd have you'd have one kid on the ball, you know, trying to like you know go up against all of these other defenders, and he's all by himself. And you're like, where's the rest of the team? You know, where's where can you pass to? Where you know where's somebody else on the team? And how often do we feel? And you've heard us kind of talk about it tonight where you're not playing team in your marriage, you know, where maybe you're trying to work towards a goal and your spouse is not on board, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you're the only one, you know, kicking towards the goal. And you're like, I could use a little help here. I could use somebody to share this burden. I could use somebody to, you know, just relieve me. You know, I'm watching uh, the coach because they're playing four on four and there's, you know, eight kids on a team. The coach is constantly doing substitutions and kids are coming in, going out and, And you think, you know, sometimes it's nice just to have somebody, your spouse, come alongside you and share that burden, share that struggle. You know, if we're trying to get on the same page financially, if we're trying to improve our sex life, if we're trying to, you know, spend more time together, but only one partner is doing the work, uh, you know, you can't have a marriage when only one person's playing. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it does take two. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it takes a lot of effort on the one who wants to make the change. And that can become very discouraging after, you know, days, weeks, and months of trying to make change and your spouse isn't, mm-hmm. you know, making those changes. And and so where do you start? You, you know, I think the big part is is the communication, you know, talking about it. Um, and then obviously putting an action plan together so that you can 
start working together. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's no fun to play by yourself. It's not. No. Uh, and, and, and that, you know, and, and you bring that up and that, that brings up a big thing even with masturbation, you know, masturbation, you know, playing yeah, by yourself. No, that's, and, and, I, I, I figured out your tie-in, but I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Keep going. You know, I'm just saying when, when you do play by yourself in that realm, you're taking away a lot from your spouse, mm-hmm. be it male or female, you know, either one of you, if you're doing that to get excitement, you're taking away what is supposed to be for your spouse. Yeah. And you know, guys, if you're watching pornography and, and you're masturbating to it, you're giving a huge, huge part of yourself away to somebody that should not have it. Um, and, and that is something you need to look at in your own life. If you are doing that women, same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole another topic, but I just, well, it's, I just no, but it's, it was, it, it's yes, it is a whole nother topic, but you know, it's so applicable to what I just said. And mm-hmm. you know, that I'm glad you pulled that in because I hadn't thought about that in that specific context, but it's very true. Mm hmm. You know, and, and part of it is we aren't always aware that that's what's happening. Right. You know, it, it, we were talking, I was talking to some gals this weekend about Facebook and how it just starts off very, I don't want to say innocently, but very, you know, in a sense it is innocent and you're just like, Oh, I want to know how somebody's doing or I want to, you know, and then also. Well, yeah. And I think with Facebook too, that the problem ends up happening if it is an ex-girlfriend or somebody you had a crush on in high school or college, I think what ends up happening there, and I've caught myself doing this too and defriending some folks is just, Oh, look at their picture here. And Oh, look at that picture there. And you know, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? I, I can't be doing this and mm. you know, defriend them. It's all right. They can be hurt. I'd rather my wife be happy. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, one of those Facebook rules that we'll exactly. revisit another time. Okay. Um, third point. Third point. And this kind of ties into the second point about playing by yourself, but sometimes it feels like everyone's against you. And this can be, you know, your marriage. It can be you as an individual. You know, there are times when you know, I was watching these kids and there'd be, you know, three kids on one and, you know, the one kid is, you know, kind of like all stuck in a corner trying to get out and trying to get out with the ball. And, you know, how often do we feel like that in our marriage Yeah. where, you know, if we've made a decision that's unpopular with family, I know, you know, just from hearing from some of you, um, prior to the holidays, when you start getting into that whole, where are we going to spend the holidays? And, you know, we've got a new baby and we want to kind of do things our own and, you know, well, my mom's going to be upset or his mom's going to be upset. And, and, you know, they bring all of that negative energy. They send all that negative energy your way and you just feel like, okay, everybody is ganging up on us. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our marriage you have to say, you know what? This is us. We establish the rules for our family. Right. We acknowledge that we're part of your family. We're not disputing that. We're not discounting that. And this especially comes into play once you have children and you need to start setting up those like, uh, well, we want to do holidays at our house. It's important that the kids wake up and know that, you know, Santa came to their house or that we have Thanksgiving at our, whatever your family traditions are. But we had to do this. Yeah. 
you know, and there have been other times where we've been going through life situations where it does feel like everyone's against us. Right. Because we make decisions that are unpopular to everybody else, but they're, they're what's best for our family. Right. And, you know, sometimes you have to go against everyone and it's not easy. If they love you, they will get over it. Yes, they will. Sometimes it takes them a really long time, but you also earn the respect for saying, you know what? We're going to establish, what are you doing to my mic? Nothing. Okay. Keep talking. Oh, because I sound different. No, you don't. Okay. Um, you have to establish your family unit because if you never establish that family unit, it will never be respected as such. I right. mean, we've done things like move out of the state. I don't know if I'd say we moved out of the state to get away from my family. Why? Why did we go to Spokane, Washington? Because we wanted to get out of Orange County, and we okay. Just but part of it, new. part of it was that we had to sever ties because we were so it kind of enmeshed that we didn't. I mean, every weekend there was something going on, and I mean that was yeah. that was part of it. Part of it was to get away and establish right Tony and Elisa. It, it, you are right. You know, and I mean, part of it was because we wanted a lifestyle change. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that, but part of it was we need, we didn't have our own separate identity. Right. No, I agree. Um, so, so those are kind of some of the negative things, but let's talk about some of the positive things about watching these kids play soccer. And, and you, one of the things I saw tonight was that sometimes it all comes together Mm -hmm. and, and you start to get focused on, okay, who's the best person for the job? You know, who's going to be the best and this four on four, you know, peewee league or whatever they call it. The kids all have to rotate in different positions. So you'll have a kid playing forward and then you have a kid you know, being a defender and you have a kid being goalie. And I forget what that fourth kid kind of floats around doing Is that like uh, the second forward. You have like two, two forwards, forwards, a defender and then the goalie. Okay. And so, you know, it was very interesting to see even over the course of these two 40 minute halves where you can just tell you know, sometimes the chemistry of the four kids on the field is amazing and you can just mm. really see them push towards the goal and, and they're just all working together. All cylinders are firing and then the coach makes a substitution. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> okay, rebalance, recalibrate. You know, you have to do the same thing in your marriage. You know, it's like Tony saying, you know what, this has been a lousy week in this one particular area of our marriage. You know what, we need to refocus. Right. We're off, we're off kilter. We refocus, you know, or... This area has been working really well. Okay, you're the point person on that. You know, you're going to be the forward. You're going to take the lead. You know, there were times when Alex would be out there on the field tonight and coach is like, go. Yeah. You know, because he saw very early that Alex got a little bit of a leg, um, which, uh, you know, I was like, oh, look at him go. Proud mama here. Um, you know, and he, he got to the point where, you know, after he started to warm up, he was getting aggressive on the ball. Right. And so when he was in that forward position, he was all over it. Yeah. In the goalie position, we got to work with him because he'd be like standing there. Yeah. Looking around. I'm like, dude, the ball's In coming. fact, that, that goal that they lost by was hit off of Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it's okay. he scored three and he got one scored uh, yeah. on him. But, but, you know, when you see that chemistry work together, you know, you know it when your marriage is firing on all cylinders. When things are moving, you're moving towards a goal, whether you've got a financial goal to get out of debt or you're saying, you know what? We are making intimacy a priority in our marriage this year. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to do. You know, twice a week. This is how we're going to do it. We're, we're going to make date night a priority. When you are both tracking on the same page, you know what that feels like. 
and, and, and you're working towards that common goal. And really, the other team can't get out of your way fast enough. Mm-hmm. You can't be stopped. You just keep going. And, and then you hit that very sweet thing and you find your goal. You know, the first time Alex hit a goal tonight and he turns around and he looks at us, he has got a grin on his face. Ear to ear. Ear to ear. You know, and and it was so, it was so amazing to see him just have that sense of accomplishment. And you know it, you know when you're high-fiving your spouse and you're like, yeah. Good stuff. You know, we did it. We, we got out of debt. We, we've, fixed some of the problems in our marriage. We've done this. We've mm-hmm. done that. We're, we're, we're making this work for us. Right. We're, you know, we're, we're doing what we need to be doing. We're shooting for the goal and we're making it. Right. You know, and uh, you know, so I'm waxing poetic on a, you know, eight and nine year old soccer game tonight. But it's like this, um, email I got earlier today from somebody who, you know, was talking about the five things that her son, you know, taught her about how to live in the world. They're really basic because kids get it because they don't complicate life, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I thank you for bearing with me as I, you know, <laughs> all the lessons I learned in life today, I learned from an eight, nine year old soccer game, you know, lessons about marriage. But when you think about it, it's not so complicated. We just bring all of our adult junk into the equation. And then all of a sudden we forget that it's really much easier if we work together towards a goal. Right. It's really much easier if we play to some of our intuitive strengths and say, you know what? You're really good at that. Could you, would you do that for our marriage? Because your skills, it just works. If I try and do it, right. it's not going to happen. You know, and when the world seems like they're ganging up on you and they're coming against you, that's when you need to band together and say, you know what? We're going to tackle this as a team. That's right. You know, and so that's kind of my life's a soccer. Life's a soccer game this week. Life's a soccer game. No, and, and that's, I agree with you 100% on what, what you've brought up. And it, if you guys have listened to us long enough, you know, you're going to go through those ups and downs and, but being able to work together and work through them and talk about them, discuss them and figure out how to make adjustments, which are made in every game, you know, that we Mm -hmm. look at in every sport that we play or whatever we might be doing in our job or our businesses, we make adjustments. Well, the same things need to happen in our marriage Mm -hmm. and just as, I've had a crummy week when it comes to what has happened. It's not that I'm going to sit here and sulk about it and not, and not do anything to change. It's, it's in the open. And Elisa knew this before we started talking though, too, that it was pretty crummy this morning Mm -hmm. and you know, but we will adjust and you guys know we'll bounce right back. And we know you guys can bounce right back. You're doing it. And so um, to that, we just hope that you have a fantastic week. And if you're going through a difficult time, you're not alone. We're here. We go through them too. And we'll be here praying for you. If you need it, you let us know. You know how to get a hold of us. Just just let us know. We're, we're here for you. 
And if you're having a fantastic week, well, heck, call us in and let us know. Heck, tell us. I know, us. nobody's called us for a while. Tell us you d- you've done it, man, seven days straight or what you're doing. Let us know what's happening in your lives because we want to praise you too here. Mm-hmm. The good is is awesome because other people need to hear the difficulties that you've gone through, the struggles you've gone through, and how you've turned it around because people need hope and you are a light. Well, and like Trisha said, you know, when she talked about being a part of the one community and what that's meant to her and her relationship with her husband, she is not alone out there. I I know Trisha's not the only one that listens to this podcast. Um, In fact, the gals were asking me tonight, they're like, well, how do you know how many people have listened to your podcast? And I said, Tony can look at the number of downloads. um, And that is only a portion of how many people have listened to it. But you guys know you're part of this community, whether you ever call in or ever send us a message. We know you're out there yeah. and that matters to us. You know, yes, we'd like to hear from you, but just keep listening, right? Keep listening. And if there's anything that we say that makes a difference in your marriage, that is good enough for us. Yeah. And pass it on. Mm-hmm. Realize that there are other people out there that are struggling and you never know how you may just touch them by just passing this on to them and just saying, Hey, Take a listen to this. It may, it may change your life. It may change your marriage. And that's what it's about. Being the eyes and feet of Jesus every day, guys. And it's a, it's a tough road sometimes that we walk and we live in. But I'll tell you, when it comes to the end of this, this life that we live, we can all look back and go, we did our best in our marriages, with our kids, in our jobs, in our businesses. But most of all, we did what Jesus asked us to do here on earth. So have a fantastic week and um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Thank you.